About a year ago, I reached out to Demi with an idea. Working together on the California Forward Youth Council, I realized that we can use our experience and love for policy to provide a very necessary platform for policy communication to and from young people. Soon after, we were extremely fortunate to pick up the support from Youth Leadership Institute who turned this dream into a reality. Since then, we've been able to speak to incredible guests from a wide range of backgrounds and perspectives. We've decided that we should be doing all that we can to get this information in front of available policy makers and young folks and policy audiences. And to do that, we're excited to bring on two new members of the PolicyWise team. All right, hello everyone, and welcome to this very special episode. Um, today we're welcoming two new PolicyWise team members. You spoke, we listened. You may have remembered them from previous episodes. With us, we have from a few episodes ago, Mahek. And if you've been with us from near the beginning, one of our first episodes, we had Ellie joining us um, talking about issues in which they're both passionate about. So, um, Mahek, let's start with you. Do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and maybe why you were interested in joining PolicyWise? Sure. Um, hi, everyone. My name is Mahek Conjure, and I'm from the Bay Area. I've spent my entire life in California. Um, I was first um, introduced to PolicyWise through Michael, but my interest in advocacy and politics started way before then. Um, since I was in middle school um, because my parents were both immigrants who came here from India and um, I learned a lot about politics and the immigrant experience through their life and that's really what kickstarted my interest in advocacy. Great, thank you so much for joining us and now Ellie, you want to go ahead and go? Yeah, hi everyone. My name's Ellie Arsbecker. I use she, her pronouns. I'm from Sacramento and that's where I got my interest and in policy started. I'm currently a first year student at UC Berkeley, um, majoring in conservation and resource studies, so super passionate about sustainability issues and climate change. Um, yeah, back in SAC a couple years ago, I started going to protests and climate strikes, and ever since then I've just been really wrapped up in the whole climate policy world. So really excited to be on PolicyWise and getting to explore these issues a bit more. Awesome. And uh, you all, you both kind of touched on it, but I would love to hear a lot more. Ellie, maybe let's start with you. What is your policy advocacy story? Yeah, I might have shared this when I was back on the pod a long time ago. But yeah, when I was in high school, um, I mean, as I mentioned, my interest is in climate and sustainability. Back when I was in high school, I listened to Greta's speech at the World Economic Forum, where she said that our house is on fire. You all come to us young people for hope. And it really just snapped me into this whole mentality of, of being very scared for my future in a way I hadn't felt before. How dare you? And it really propelled me to try to channel some of those like really negative feelings into advocacy and activism. So I started going to climate strikes. Um, I was prompted to speak at one by my friends. It was super off the cuff. Um, and ever since then, I was just like so wrapped up in this wonderful community of activists who really helped me like not just like work through my feelings about climate change, but also like create tangible and good outcomes from those feelings. Um, so yeah, once I got involved in that back in 2019, I, I knew for sure that that's what I wanted to pursue academically and in my career. Um, so now I'm here at Berkeley, definitely the place to get involved in activism on campus and off campus. So still getting in touch with a bunch of environmental orgs and trying to continue my activism here. Amazing. Thank you so much for joining us. 
Um, I want to hear a little bit later on how the activism is working via Zoom. Um, but first, um, Heck, could you please tell us a little bit about you know your policy story? So I talked about it before, but um, I, my, both of my parents are immigrants who came here from India, and that definitely shaped my uh, understanding of the different perspectives of, of people living here in the United States and living in society in general. And I talked about how from middle school I was uh, exposed to that and engaged in that, and now I'm a senior in high school. And since then, I've said that I've only seen my interest in politics increase, and I've only um, – seeing the need for interest in politics to increase. Um, I would say some of the most transformative moments would be in 2016, the shift in political discussion was a huge part of my understanding of politics. I remember reading about refugee stories in Syria. I remember reading about students who would have to know what part of the classroom they'd have to hide in if there was ever a um, outsider coming onto campus with a gun. And then I went to high school and then experienced that myself. Um, I learned about climate change and the way it was impacting different groups of people, my own family um, back home in India, some of my friends living here. Um, and I learned about how coming from someone who speaks um, Hindi and Urdu, how important languages and how a lot of indigenous groups have to really fight to preserve theirs. So I'd say that it was just experiences like that and the people that I've met who've really um, laid the foundation for my interests and my need to go and talk about these things and be a part of discussions like the ones that we have here on PolicyWise. The immigrant experience is one that I also grew up with uh, and I think also informs a lot of um, a, a lot of my world's view, but also 2016, um, that political culture shift. I graduated high school in 2016. And so it was like going into college during this like political shift uprising, like who knows? And fall 2016 is a whole nother story um, going into freshman year. But uh, Ellie, I'd love to know a little bit more, more about your side of things. Yeah. Um... Well, definitely when I first got involved in activism, um, I was very much, it was almost a self-absorbed kind of thing where I'm thinking about my future and like my goals and how I wouldn't be able to reach those. And I talk a lot about how it was kind of a very ignorant beginning for me where I wasn't educated on all of the intersections that come with environmentalism, environmentalism and climate change. Um, so I think even though my start in activism was very much rooted in like thinking about current youth and like our futures, which definitely still is. I think what's kept me sustained in this movement has been learning about all the people that it's currently affecting and the inequities that exist when addressing this issue, but also um, the inequities that are currently existing just because of this issue and how the people who are least responsible for causing climate change are the ones affected really heavily right now and who will continue to be affected the most. So I think um, that environmental justice aspect of it has really kept me motivated and inspired to continue working in this space. Um, and I think that so many people, especially me when I first got involved, definitely thought of climate change in the context of like ecological and like nature, like how our planet was dying, how like species were going extinct. Um, but the more I've been involved in over the years, it's definitely a movement about humans and something that we need to talk about more is how this affects people currently and how it will continue to affect people. And so that's really what drives me to stay in this movement and to continue the work that I'm doing 
is I really want to to spread that message and like talk about the importance of compassion and empathy and like taking an intersectional lens to all of the issues that we focus on, which is definitely found in climate change. I know I can definitely relate to you. I'm sure a lot of our listeners can. It's just kind of like, I think a lot of times when you hear stories about like uh, people who are getting involved in policy, they have like maybe like a very like organic, like, you know, I was born just like loving others so much that, you know, that I knew exactly where I should be. Um, and in some cases, like that's totally what happens. But I do think there's a lot of other ways that people can kind of just like wind up um, being in the right position to, you know, kind of like rise to the occasion uh, and like grow and bounce off of that. And it just seems like you've done a ton so far. And it's going to be really exciting, not only for you, but also for, you know, all the people that you're going to impact. And Mahek, I think your story that you mentioned earlier, I think like what runs across both of your stories is just this concept of empathy uh, and kind of just this desire to do um, just more for others in the sense that you know that you have the ability to do so and kind of leverage whatever resources that you like you have yourself to to do something for others. Um, and I'm wondering, is there a specific issue that you want to focus on in a similar way that Ellie is really focused on kind of this climate as being central to how she approaches all of these other greater issues? Um, yes, definitely. And kind of adding on to what you were saying about empathy, I also think that part of my advocacy journey was learning how to empathize with myself and like myself a lot more um, in a world that kind of works against doing that. Part of cultural understanding cultures, understanding perspectives for me was understanding the value of my own perspective and my own culture and things. And I think that's something that a lot of um, people of color who go into advocacy also have to go through that understanding of their own value and learning to kind of show compassion towards themselves and uplift themselves too. Um, for me, I've always enjoyed learning um, and education has been a large part of my family back of my family values. Um, and something that my parents have always emphasized. Um, and so I've been very privileged to have a family that's really prioritized education. And um, I'm very grateful for that. Um, but in terms of advocacy, I learned very early on that the perspectives in which um, we are taught a lot of things, especially in humanities courses like history and English, is often very one-sided. Um, and it leaves out a lot of students. It leaves out a lot of students of color and it discourages them from achieving um, what they are very much capable of doing. Um, I realized that the way that we have set up our education system prevents people from using it as a tool that it is and the tool that it can be for them. And so for me, education is one of the most important things. Um, and it's the center of a lot of my advocacy efforts. I'm very much interested in making education more accessible um, in just like the broader sense, but also understanding the little things like um, standardized tests or um, language used by counselors um, and little things like that and how they shape our, per, our experience with education. Um, because while they may be little things, um, they are things the students will remember forever. Little incidents, little the way things are worded to them. Um, I remember when I was a freshman in high school, um, I was told, our entire freshman year class was told, and I think I spoke uh, with Michael about this once too, that um, not everybody can go to Harvard or Berkeley. Um, and that was our one of our college presentations. And it was very, well, not everybody wants to, first of all, but it's it, it was very much done with the intention to discourage. And a lot of students have stories like that. So for me, um, the most important thing and 
the issue that I'm really focused on that I want to continue to focus on is education and just making it a tool for people, for everybody. I, I am honestly like floored by the fact that you've come to this conclusion in high school. Like I was not aware of the educational systems around me until I was in college and looked back and was like, wait a minute. Like all of these things that I was being told and like all of these things had like such a, such, such a large impact. So I'm, I'm really glad that you, you came to that conclusion a lot earlier than some of us. Um, Ellie, what's one thing you change in the world right now? If you could just one, I know it's tough to pick one. Yeah, I've got to give the broad answer and kind of cheat on this one. We talked about it earlier when Demi brought up empathy. Um, I totally feel like that's just a lack of compassion and a lack of empathy is literally the root cause of all the issues that we're currently facing. Um, you know, you look at climate change, like the lack of care that exists there and then the ignorance that comes from that so prevalent or you look at racism or sexism or homophobia and all of these issues really stem from people just not caring about each other um, and I think that's really the foundation of all of our current issues is that we, we really do need to start like being more compassionate and and fighting for everyone together rather than just trying to preserve ourselves and I think that that's if I could change one thing super broad definitely don't know how I can tackle that whole issue on my own but if I've got to answer that question I do think that that trying to talk about how we we honestly don't care about each other enough is really important no I think that beautiful answer wonderful honestly I'm like so inspired by both of you right now because the thing is is that if enough people feel that way then like eventually eventually something like great has got to happen and yeah, maybe I'm being like way too idealistic with the potential of this podcast. But I really, I really feel for both of you, like both in terms of the empathy side, but also in a way that like, how can we leverage the education system to meet that goal? Um, and of course, like, this is just me completely agreeing with both of you. But um, Mahek, what, what is what is your answer to that question? If you could change one thing? Mehek, if I if I can if I can interrupt just real quick, I'm so sorry to interrupt. I was hoping to hop in. I just wanted to let the listeners know that Demi just did an actual chef's kiss <laughs> to the response to Ellie's answer, and we all just started laughing. And I just had to make that be known. <laughs> sorry for interrupting you, Mehek. Please go ahead. No, um, you're fine. I I looked at the question and I was definitely on edge about answering it because it's just such a like there's so many things that you could say um so I'm kind of gonna just build off of what Ellie was saying I think along with compassion um it's we always talk about how there's a lot of systemic issues that make um people's ex life experiences more difficult but we don't really talk about if things if there's systemic ignorance and we are all playing a role in that and we have to do something to actively learn from it and do better. That's the choice we have to make. Um, and a lot of people have a difficult time understanding that we are all we all have room to grow and we all have things we need to learn and that there's always going to be a perspective we don't know about yet. And we have to be able to listen and grow from it. I think that for me, if I could change one thing about the world, it would be um just trying to invoke the desire in people to listen and grow um, after meeting other people instead of kind of just playing off issues as something that isn't them, it's society or it's, you know, it's something else. Um, I think it's 
it's easy to kind of listen and be like, oh, yeah, I totally agree. And it's another thing to look at yourself and say, hey, how am I playing into this or how can I grow from this? And I think that everybody can do something to grow and be better. And I'd like to see that happen more often. Wow. So pure. (laughs) <laughs> that was, those were those were great responses. No, I I I completely agree. And and even just these little things like empathy, um, I I shouldn't call them little. These things like empathy that maybe are. <laughs> no, you're right. I, I called it a little thing because I feel like it's it's simple. Um, it's simple, although not necessarily easy to execute. Um, but these could have like a very actual material effect on policy, on people's lives, on philanthropy, like the amount of giving that people would be able to do to others or be willing to lose some ground for the betterment of the people around them. I think that there's just something extremely powerful um, behind that. So uh, as we, as we kind of get to the near to the end of of this shorter episode, um, if you could interview any one person or like be on a call with them or like who, who would you really want to bring on the pod um, to sit down? We already know we're number one and two, you know what I mean? Like tied for number one. Um, who would you bring on? Um, yeah. Okay. Well, I talked about, <laughs> I talked about, um, you know, my journey into really starting to understand environmental justice and the equity side of environmentalism. Um, And a lot of that started in high school. As a senior, I wrote a 15-page term paper on environmental racism and air pollution. And when I tell you, this is like such a bad like academic thing to do, but when I tell you 75% of my information and my sources were from the same person, Dr. Robert Bullard, like I fully mean that. He is, he's amazing. He's still alive. Can we get him on the podcast, please? Um, (laughs) Work our connections. Um, No, but he's, he's called like the, the father of environmental justice, like, is really the guy who, who started looking at environmental racism and, like, talking about it in a way that, that prompted it to be really prevalent in academic and political spaces. Um, and he's just the coolest and the smartest ever. Um, and definitely, like, he was so influential in my growth as an activist. It's, like, having having that knowledge and like learning not just like the facts, which is what I was definitely citing in my term paper, but just like someone's dedication to that issue really prompted me to be like, wow, well, this is definitely a big thing then if someone is dedicating their career to this issue. Um, so no, he he would be a wonderful policy-wise guest if we can snag him. Definitely would love to just talk to him. Um, and he's so knowledgeable, learn everything um, from him for sure. Um, I am gonna kind of give a different answer, um, in terms of like, a little bit of a less literal answer, because it wouldn't be possible to interview this person. But this is someone who's definitely one been one of my, um, primary role models, I would love to interview Toni Morrison. Um, I know it's not possible. But when I think of, um, one of like she's one of the first people I reference when I talk about how the past shapes our present and how we need to understand how people uh, react to or are a product of their circumstances and what society has put them through or limited them to. Um, and so I think that she um, is amazing, and I will be referencing her a lot because I'm just um, she's my favorite. So yes. 
I both great answers. Um, and also just really exciting to know that we have, um, you know, these, these types of guests are in the, are now part of the system of policy wise. So there will be guests coming from these two brains who are on the pod now. We'll be contributing to the guests that we bring on. Um, and, and we're just really excited to have, to have you too, which kind of leads to, I think our final question, which is, um, what do you hope to, to get out of the podcast? And also like, what's one thing that you would change or like improve and like want to make sure you bring? Um, I know that was two parts, but I thought of the second one while asking the first one and I'm really curious. So <laughs> and don't, don't feel bad. Don't feel, fi- don't feel bad for coming for our next on some of this. Like, yeah. if you're just like, Michael, I hate the way you do this. I'd be like, dang, you know what? That, that does need to go. That's very empathetic of you, Michael. <laughs> no, you guys, I was going to say that you you are perfect and stunning the way you are. No critiques at all. <laughs> at least not off the top of my head. <laughs> oh, my God, Michael's hyping himself up in the camera right now. It had to be done. <laughs> um, it really did. Um, yeah, I'm just... I think I'm so focused on the issues that that I'm currently studying and that I've been involved in, which is like climate change and sustainability, as I talked about. But I think this podcast is so wonderful because it has so many different types of guests and so many different topics that are talked about. And I'm just really excited to to get to learn more from this podcast and also meet so many cool people who are working in their respective fields and get like a truly both from like current policy professionals in their field, but also other young leaders like Mahek and I and Demi and Michael, who who can like bring their their perspective to to the issues that they care about. And I think that would be that's such an invaluable thing for me to like get to see people who care as much about their issues as I care about mine and like learn from them and get to know their perspectives, both as like activists, but also like on the issues that they focus on. What about you, Mac? I think for me, what I'm looking to find from this experience is just I'm looking to grow as a speaker and also just as a listener. I talked about how ignorance is a constant battle for everyone. And so I'm just kind of hoping to continue to learn um, more about society and grow as a person from all the conversations I know we're going to have. And I just like to hopefully bring more attention, kind of like Ellie talked about with environmental issues. I'd like to just... um, add in more perspective about how almost every issue we talk about is going to be also an education issue um, and how that's something that we need to focus on. And um, I honestly, I can't think of anything I didn't like. I loved it last time I came on here. Um, I think that this is a great environment for people to have important conversations and it's a very comfortable environment and all the questions we're asking are very important. Um, So I can't say anything about that. And then just with what I'd like to bring, um, again, just more conversations about how um, education can really help us and be a tool for us to improve a lot of other things that we want to. Well, we're so happy to have you both on the podcast and I know our listeners are too. Uh, I'm personally really excited to learn from you both. I think you both have such incredible experiences uh, that are just going to take policy-wise to the next level. So thank you so much for joining us. And uh, Michael, any last words? <laughs> that sounds yeah, like terrible. I... Sounds like <laughs> <laughs> any last words. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sorry. No, no. I, 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 
I think you you said it perfectly well. Like we're super excited to to move forward in this way. Um, and just so the listeners know, you'll still be hearing a lot of Demi and I. Um, and Mahek and Elliot will likely be coming on in the future uh, and hosting their own episodes, um, but really are going to be focused on engaging with you all um, for the next few weeks slash months and making sure that we have that, um, that, that we have that, that personal touch. And, and we haven't been able to do that as well over the past year. And hopefully, hopefully this is a point where we're able to change that. So thank you, Mahek and Ellie, and uh, for joining us and having this conversation and look forward to all the work that we get to be able to get done. Thanks for joining us on another episode of Policy Wise. We are your hosts, Demetria and Michael. Michael and I would love to hear from you. What topics would you like to hear about and who would you like to hear from? Check the episode description for a link to our survey. Thanks. Policy Wise is a production of Youth Leadership Institute in partnership with California Forward and their Young Leaders Advisory Council. Youth Leadership Institute makes sure young people are at the decision-making tables across California. And California Forward leads a statewide movement, bringing people together across communities, regions, and interests to improve government and ensure that the economy works for everyone. Jarrett Ramones produced this episode. Social media graphics created by Abby Pugh. And the music was sourced from artlist.io. If you want to find more great youth content, check out YLI.org. And be sure to subscribe to PolicyWise on iTunes and Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. And leave us a review. It really helps. To discuss this episode, engage with us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at PolicyWisePod and hashtag your discussions with hashtag PolicyWise. See you next time for more youth voice and policy discussion here on PolicyWise.